0: Welcome to C3 Church, Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Thank you, team. You're fine to sit down now. Don't they do an incredible job? We just love the music that comes out of you all and your hearts. and I just wanted to quickly commend Tom. Right now in, a, in this season, he is our only drummer. And, um, but he also is a professional drummer and gigs every weekend. And sometimes he's gigging till 3.30 in the morning and then he's coming to church to be here at 8.15. So we just thank you, Tom, for your service at the moment. And we know that won't be long because the Lord's already sending us people. So it's so good um Yeah, I just wanted to thank um, Pastor Phil and Julie as as Pastor Phil said, I am um, the daughter of Pastor Phil and Julie. Um, and I just wanted to thank them for giving me this opportunity because um, you know this time here is precious and and I know that I don't take this lightly this moment that I have with you um, to share God's word and I don't take that lightly so thank you for giving me this opportunity to share with you and um, and as you know today is is multi-gen service and we've been speaking about multi-gen service and um, and I want you to understand that multi-gen service is an Intentional thing that um, we didn't just have multi-gen service to give the the C3 kids incredible team a break. But we saw it as an opportunity to sow into the next generations, and um, I really encourage you that during that worship time. And I, I thank you as well because I know it is challenging. I know that we all want to tap out and just worship God and just connect with Him ourselves. And I know having little buzzing bees around us, pulling at us, saying, "I'm hungry. When is this over? Um, what's next?" You know, um, is is difficult at times, but. Um, I want you to know that it is such an incredible example that we can set for our children and to worship together as a family is one of the most powerful things we can do as a family and to lead, um, you know, like I am living proof of that. Um, the years and years and years of, of you know, I'm, I'm the classic sleeping under the, under the chairs um, person, rolling mum's tampons down the aisle. I... Um, <laughs> I've been in church a long time, and um, you might feel like it's. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> we thought they <that> were fun. <laughs> um, you you might think that it's a waste of time, or that they're not listening, or that they're not taking it in, or that they're not they're not old enough to comprehend, or or come on, just worship. You know, you you don't understand. But every little bit. Is, is going in, and every little bit just builds and builds, and, and you're setting inside your children foundations that will make them the women and the men that they will be in the future, so I encourage you that during these multi-gen services to gather your family, have them around you, even if they're pulling at you and annoying at you, gather them, have them around you, and, and worship together as a family, because it goes in, um, so yeah, all right, um, I'm going to speak a message this morning called Uniquely You, and you can see my little presentation at the back here. Um, I chose this picture because I just love the diversity of of the bits. When we do mosaic, you just smash up all sorts of tiles and you just put them together in any sort of order. Um, you know, the OCD people probably hate mosaic, but... Um, <laughs> But it's just, you know, every shape is different, every color is different, it doesn't matter, it's not even flat, you know, think bits are poking out and whatnot, but it's uniquely you because every piece comes together and that's what the body of Christ looks like, is that we're not all the same, we're not all just trying to fit a template or just trying to squash you into some sort of mould, but we want what God has put inside you to be unlocked and for it to come out and the gifts that God has placed inside you to just flourish and the, and the house of God to be this, this incredible place where you are free to be you. And, um, and I want to bring it from a different perspective and I know that when you've heard messages maybe about being free to be you. They're usually from extroverts and they're usually maybe in like multicolors and they're like free to be you, you know, like crazy. But I'm bringing it from a different perspective. I'm free to be me, but I'm not an extrovert. I'm free to be me in, um, in my quietness and in um, my reservedness and in my creativeness and my innovation. I'm free to be me because I'm being me, right? So being me is not just being loud and being proud and it's being you. It's being who God designed you to be. And so this message is called Uniquely You. And I want to show you a snippet from a movie. Who's seen The Shack? Um, <laughs> half, no worries. Um, no, it's only just one snippet. And um, and this story is about a man who, um, who went through a severe loss and it's basically his journey through forgiveness. And, um, and what we see is that this man is taken into a vision and he is shown, he, he spends like a weekend or some time with what represents his God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and they walk him through this journey of forgiveness. And so this part is not about forgiveness, but this part, I want you to just grab it, and then I'll explain it to you what we're looking at. So thanks, guys. Someone gonna tell me where we're going? Look around, Mackenzie. Don't forget to enjoy the journey. Here we are. This is it. To your eyes. Just for tonight. We'd love for you to get a glimpse of what we see. Children from every tongue, tribe, and nation. What you call personality and emotion, we see as color and light. What's happening with that one? Why is he focused on us? He's focused on you. So sorry for everything. I was blind and I couldn't see you. I couldn't see anyone. i the father I could never be. And I'm so proud of you. Son. <sighs> Let's go home. Isn't that powerful? See. When we look around at each other, we see so one-dimensional. We just see the rawness of who we are. But when we come into the presence of Jesus, he sees so much more. He sees our past, our present, and our future all at once. And he sees it with colour, and he sees it with sounds, and he sees so much more than what we think he can see. So when we come into church, I ask you, like, imagine if God was sitting here right now and when you walk into church what what kind of what colors and what sounds are you beaming out what is he seeing in you? Is there like this beam of pain? You know, is there just this this color of pain? Is there this this color of like anguish or something? This battle that you're fighting with? Is there like a joyous moment? There's something that you're really excited about. That's what Jesus sees. That's what he sees. He's not looking what we see. He's not looking at this exterior, this person that we present, but he's looking so inwardly. He's seeing these colours and these incredible lights. Psalm 19 verse 1 in the, the Passion Translation reads, God's splendour is a tale that is told. His testament is written in the stars Space itself speaks his story every day through the marvels of the heavens, his truth is on tour in the starry vault of the sky, showing his skill in creation's craftsmanship. Isn't that beautiful? And Psalm seventy-seven, eighteen, and this is the passion as well rolling whirlwinds exploded with sonic booms of thunder rumbling as the skies shouted out your story with light and sound and wind everything on earth shook and trembled as you drew near see god he just feels everything is there anyone else that's a feeler in the room I'm a huge feeler, I I feel my atmosphere straight away and, and if something isn't, it's not a nice atmosphere, I feel that as well. God feels everything, He feels every moment that you're going through, He sees every moment that you're going through and He sees every moment that you're about to go through, everything that's coming for you, He sees and He feels and He's just, He's calling out to you and He's longing for you to just draw near to Him and find refuge in Him and cast away Your cares upon him, cast all your anxieties upon him because he has everything in the palm of his hands. There's no use coming to God with falseness or with, you know, this, oh God, look how together I am because he sees everything. We have to come before him as we are and then stand in that as sons and daughters, knowing that we are sanctified by Christ, that we are covered by Christ, that he has his banner of love over us that he is our strength, that he is our God and know his promises and stand on that as children of God. And Bible says that all creation cries out, imagine what the sound is coming from you. Imagine seeing the whole picture of your life. Imagine walking into church and God is sitting there. I just think that that's incredible. When you really picture that, like we come to church, right? But how many of us really imagine that God is right here? How many of us really, like, think about it? When, we, when that music flares up and we start singing and we're trying to follow the words and how many of us are really, our minds are just like, God, you are here. God, you are here. Jesus, in this moment, you know, we really honour you in this place because it is about him. It's about God. So throughout this year, I love to bring context to things. And throughout this year, we've been journeying through the message of purpose. We started the year with purpose and we we looked at that theme and then we journeyed through sonship and we've been talking through the idea of sonship. Well, I want to try and bring it together for you and and bring a bit of context to the both. See, we don't like to do things unintentionally. Everything has a thread throughout it and we're leading to this lovely big crescendo. Purpose and sonship equals your identity. If you're trying to find your identity, you can find it in your purpose and you can find it in your sonship. So knowing who you are, that's our purpose, matched with knowing whose you are. So we know that we're a daughter and a son of the king, matched with, I know my purpose. I know my thread that pulls my life together that is our identity. It's not in what you do. It's not your job title. It's those two things coming together. So I think about, I, I ask myself a lot of questions, as you can tell. And, um, and I think about that moment when I'm, I, I meet Jesus face to face. And I think about how Jesus now thinking about everything that we 've learned, everything that we 've journeyed through with the sonship message and you know you come to the, come to God through the Father and, and that owning that, think about that now think about that moment where you meet Jesus face to face, think about what he would say to you now I have no idea i 'm only making a guess but um, but think about what he would say to you and I think about his tone and I think i don 't think he would come as a boss figure you know as an authority figure that we're used to like a boss I don't think that he would say um I've I gave you these tasks and I gave you these things to do and well done I don't think he's got a spreadsheet and I don't think he's got point forms of going okay so you completed that task good and you were great at project managing good and great with spreadsheets excellent you know I don't think that is what God is looking for He's not going to come to you as a boss, you know, marking your paper. But he's going to come to you as a father. And these are some of the thoughts that I had about what he might say. He might say, wow, I love you. He might say, your compassion brought you to notice people that others would overlook. I love when you walk with me. I love your joy. It's contagious. I put inside you innovation and you poured that into everything you did. You're an encourager of people. You're a seeker of truth. You're an activist for justice. You followed your convictions and you listened to the Holy Spirit. Obviously, there's many, many more, but I'm just pulling a few out. Do you see what I'm painting a picture of? That it's this thread. It's not, he's not looking to you for your job title. You, we define ourselves because the world defines us by our job title. But he defines us by what he put inside you. And what needs to be unlocked? You know, that 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 mercy, that, that justice, that is not just something for, I don't know, just because we've had something left over and oh, I guess I've got a bit of mercy to give there. It's something that should weave through everything that we do. So now think about your job. Think about what you do from a Monday to a Friday because we all know that that takes up a lot of our time, right? And then think about, Maybe what is your thread? What is your gift? And then how can we weave that through? How can we be just this living beam of Jesus, this living beam of what he intended for us with innovation, with justice, with mercy? You know, how can we bring that through? That's what we need to think about because it's more than just the Sunday. And it's more than just our fellowship with our Christian friends. It's about us being a light to a world that needs Jesus. And they need help and they need anxiety stripped away and they need to see that we have the truth and the truth will set them free. So I'm going to John 4 verse 24 and it says, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. So we've spoken about the spirit side. Now let's look at truth. Mum and I were just at Every Woman and it was an incredible weekend. We took um, Ruby and Joey down as well and they went to the girl Every Girl's program and it was just amazing. And um, we heard from, from preachers that have preached all over the world. And so when you sit under preachers that have preached all over the world, you start to hear the heartbeat of the world, the global heartbeat of what's happening right now. And um, I thought it was really interesting because every single speaker that spoke, isn't that right, Lil? Every single speaker had this word truth. And they was, all of them were bringing through this sense that Christians have to rise up in truth. Christians have to speak truth because we are in a world right now that is trying to challenge every truth that we have. They are trying to challenge our morals. They are trying to challenge what the Word of the Lord says to the point where maybe we're not reading the Word of the Lord. And so we start to get confused and we start to get clouded by what the world is saying because, you know, maybe they're speaking louder. But we need to make sure the Word of the Lord is speaking louder and we need to stand true to His truth. And so when we worship in spirit and in truth, I think that we stand before the Lord, we worship in spirit, but as we worship in truth, we're being true to who God has created us to be. And we're being true to who God says I am. So worshipping in spirit and truth is worshipping in our full purpose and in our sonship and releasing that. That is what worshipping in spirit and in truth is. My heart has just been very hardened at the moment by... um, by tolerance of, of things that are not of God and by blurred lines and by people challenging my beliefs and by me going, oh, you know, and, and you do, you get a bit confused and then you go, no, hang on. I don't care if I'm a nerd. I don't care if I'm the only one, you know, the salmon swimming upstream. I've got to stand on God's word. And, you know, it is hard being a quieter person and a person who loves people, and I love all sorts of people, I like to um, not appease, but I like to encourage people, and I don't like people to feel awkward or weird, so I have a clever way that I sort of bring that through, but not in such a, you are wrong. The truth is you know, I think there's a grace upon you, if, you just, if you're just you and your actions speak louder, then people hear it. If you're a person that's judgmental and critical and has no love, then you're a clanging gong and people are going to turn away. But if you're a person that pours out love upon the person whose life is probably not the way that they should be living, but you pour out love upon them, when you speak those moments of truth, they listen and they receive because they hear it from a place of love and a place of friendship and a place of relationship. And that is how we need to be as people who speak truth. This week, um, well, Andrew and I have four children and two of them are in school. I went to a Christian school and Andrew went to a state school. And so, of course, um, look out. um, Um, You know, that first year while we were deciding about where our eldest child should go to school, it it was challenging to say the least. Um, But what I ended up doing was going to um, the Christian schools orientations and the state schools orientations. I was so confused and I just said, God, I'm going to go to both and I'm going to let you lead me. And so you know, it's not everyone's choice, it's your own personal convictions, but we decided to send our children to the state school, and, um, and we're so happy with our decision, and God has just been really leading us, and um, can I just say that my child in kindergarten um, went through kindergarten with a teacher that is completely, like, pretty much atheist against God, and I could have been really unraveled by that and upset by that but you know in my closing report when I sat down with the teacher she said I love that your daughter has such a strength in her God and such a faith in her God because it comes out in everything that she does. And I just thought, oh my gosh, she doesn't even know it because she hasn't gone, you need to get saved or anything like direct. She's just been this beacon of light. And then this beautiful teacher who I've had a relationship with now for four years has just, she's requested my children in her classes every year. Um, And and i think it's beautiful because we're all seeds of hope aren't we we're all seeds we might not see the finished product ourselves but we're all planting seeds and we're all encouraging one another and um and so this week so my kids are in a state school giving you context and i knew that um that there would be challenging moments and that there would be moments where i would have to like the first time my daughter went to kindergarten and um and she said mom my best friend hates God. What does that mean? She was so confused because her, our whole family, everyone she knows is Christians. She didn't even understand that someone could be a non-Christian. Someone couldn't, you know, be in relationship with God. And so it's been a beautiful journey for her because she has been so gracious and loving and they're still best friends to this day. So it's beautiful. Um, but this week, as many of you would have um, had to deal with, there was definitely a, um, a challenge of truth that we all had to deal with on Wednesday. And I'm not going to say anything about that. But um, it was definitely a challenge in our family because, um, number one, peer pressure. It's real. Peer pressure is a strong thing. And when you live in the street with all the kids go to the same school and they're all your best friends and they're all doing something, um, like celebrating something, um, automatically your child feels isolated and your child feels left out. But we prayed about it and we felt very strongly, no, these are our convictions and we're gonna stick to our convictions. So what I did was my children came home and one of them was crying. She had been bullied on the bus about this. And, um, And I said to her, do you know what? I decided in that moment, I sort of stood for a sec, I didn't know what to say, but I decided not to wrap her in cotton wool. I know she's only nine, but I decided not to. I decided to tell her the truth and say to her, this is why we don't. And this is why we stand for what we stand. And this is how I want you to tell your friends at school so that it wasn't gonna become like a, no, we don't do that. You know, it was gonna become, we love you and we, you know, something beautiful that she can, and and then, and, We're going to do this on that day. So I gave them something else to think about. You know what? In the end, it comes down to the lollies. And I made them all a lolly bag, you know, whatever. I'm not judging anyone, I'm saying these are my convictions and I decided to teach my children how to stand in the truths that God has planted inside of them and I gave them the, the sword, I gave them the, the tools that they needed and the weapons that they needed to communicate that to their friends. There's no use just saying, no, we don't do that, No, you know, like, and just wiping it off and just being like, I decided, no, we decided that we were going to explain to our children. And you know what? They went through that day and they came home and I said, how did you go? There was no tears. And they said, it was actually fine. It was fine, you know, and so they got through that. And I truly believe that these little things are what's forming my children. And they're, they're building them from strength to strength. And they're building in them foundations that no one can rock, you know, that through their, up until their old age, that they would know who their God is and that they would know that he is a good God and he is a God of truth and that he's the same yesterday, today and forever, which means he doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind all of a sudden. Oh, I've decided now I'm going to believe in that now. No. And I think that there's something so secure about that, that we can literally just read this and that there's no, there's no gray area. God has said, and his word is true. So truth is so important, and I encourage you that if there is moments of truth that you are being um, challenged with in your workplace, I say this like, I am an introvert. I hate um, confrontation. But God is calling us to be strong and to be brave and to speak truth. So we have to be the voice. We have to be the church. We have to be people of truth because otherwise we're going to be wishy-washy Christians and "Ah, just let this happen this one time. and We need to stand firm in what God has said. So that that word of truth is for all of us right now. It's not just, you know, a, a good idea, but it's a worldwide, it's a global thing that we need to be people of truth in this day and age. And I can only assume that from what the word of God tells us, that it's only going to get worse. And that we need to stand firm in what the word of the Lord says and teach our children and teach our friends and be examples of people who stand true to what the word of the Lord says. And so I'm just going to wrap up with this. It's not a long message um, that what does uniquely you look like? So uniquely you people, as we come together as uniquely you people, it looks like this beautiful artistic display of uniquely you people coming together as people who believe in Jesus, loving on one another, loving God and beaming out unique rays. Imagine the image that he would see. I would hope he would see when he, I'm, I was imagining what he would see when, he, when we're worshiping the Lord because it says that the prayers of the saints go up as incense to his throne. So as he's, as he's here with us, what does he see? I would hope that he would see this beautiful, eclectic, vibrant symphony of sound and colors. And I'm not just talking about worship, I'm talking about the whole service. You know, everything that we do, everything that we say. Like right now, I'm hoping there's just these beams of beautiful colors and sounds. And I, I hope that all creation is crying out with me and speaking the word of the Lord and the truth. And then I hope that I, I kind of wish that I had a sword because I wanted to say that the word of the Lord goes out like a two-edged sword and let's not forget the weapons that the Lord has given us to fight these battles that are in front of us. Um, I love that Darlene is singing this song at the moment and it says, um, and we're gonna learn it on Wednesday. So you'll probably be singing it by next week. So I'll give you a snippet. Um, it says, um, this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. And then the the bridge says, um, surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. How powerful is that? Because there's so many times where we just get like really bogged down and we feel surrounded and we feel like, God, I can't take anymore. But we have to remember that we are surrounded by Jesus, that we are surrounded by His love. So I'm going to throw out a question to you because I love taking homework home because it gives you a moment to reflect on what has been spoken and apply it to your life. And so I want you to ask yourself this question during the week. What makes me unique? It's a hard question. And um, I shared this in the Sunday night session that... I found it very difficult to to articulate what what things made me unique. Um, Andrew, I said, "What makes you unique, babe?" And he just gave me like this really long list. Um, <laughs> I'll t- he did. He said, "I'll text it to you now." I'm like, "Can you just talk to me, like?" <laughs> I was like I don't know I really don't know and he was like oh and then he listed some things too so maybe you just need and when he was speaking I was like oh yeah that is me that is me maybe you just need that special person in your life to to come together with and just say tell me like what what is unique about me like what what is it that I give out um it might be innovation feeling um justice, mercy, you know, there's these threads of what makes us who we are. Let's not define ourselves by our roles and by our jobs that we work at the moment, but let's define us by what God says about us and what's inside us, these unique rays. And then be intentional and be aware of what God has placed inside you and what God has made you a person of innovation. I'm being intentional with that right now. Be intentional with what God has made you. And every day seek out the opportunity to be that. Seek out the opportunity to seek justice, to seek mercy. Seek out that opportunity in your workplace. Don't just go through life like just dull and just trying to get through the day. You know, because that's the enemy's trick as well is to just dull the Christians down dull the saints down, don't make them too aware of what God has for them, dull them down. But God wants us every day, no matter what we're doing, to be in tune with where He is and what He's saying. Um, one of the things that they were saying as well, the pastors, is that, um, I think it was Darlene that mostly said it, is that most of my, my battles that I fight are in the unseen and most of my victories that I win are in the unseen. She says, you have opportunities all around you. And J. John said, um, he had someone come to him and say, I wanna be a missionary, I'm gonna be a missionary. And he said, have you spoken to your neighbor next door? They said, no. You know, stop waiting for that amazing moment and just be it, just do it everywhere. Be a merciful person. If you're called to outreach, if you're called to share the gospel, share the gospel. You know, you don't even have to sometimes use words. Just be a person of the gospel. Be a person of truth and shine out your unique rays. So stand with me, would you? As we pray and as we close this amazing service we've heard from so much. Oh, God, I just thank you for these uniquely you people. I thank you that, God, you have placed inside us so much more, that you've placed inside us. And I just want you to think about it right now, what he's placed inside you. I'm just going to, you know, he's placed inside me innovation. He's placed inside me this intense feelings Like God, Jesus, I can reach out to people and I can feel with where they're at and just think about what God has placed inside of you. God, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And Jesus, I just pray that for the ones who haven't really defined what those are, Lord, I pray that you would take us on a journey, that you would take us on a journey to define and to articulate what are those things so that we can be intentional with what you have placed inside us, Lord. We can be intentional Christians, not people that just just get through life and just survive the day, but Lord, people that just beam out rays and sounds and incredible just majesty of God in everything that we do, even the, the simplest of things in our day, Lord. Jesus, stir us up again to be uniquely you people. And I just pray for truth. Lord, I pray for conviction that there would be no tolerance, Lord Jesus. That there would be no blurred lines. That we would know the truth, and the truth will set us free. That we would know Your Word, and that we would stand in Your promises, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. You would equip us. You would equip us in this day. You would equip us with the right tools and the right things to say, Lord. We don't even have to be intellectual people. We just need to know what Your Word says. And just like Jesus in the desert when He was tempted, He came back. He could have used all sorts of clever words because he's Jesus, but he didn't. He recited the Word of the Lord. He came back with the Word of the Lord, and that is what's going to win our battles. Lord, I thank you that even though we feel surrounded, that Jesus, we are surrounded by you, and that Jesus, you are here with us right now. Just lift your eyes with me and say, Jesus, even though I feel surrounded, I am surrounded by you, Jesus. You have never left me. You have never forsaken me. You have never forgotten me, Jesus. You have never stopped loving me. And you have never stopped drawing out those beautiful things that you've placed inside, Jesus. Thank you, God. And we just want to honour you, Jesus, in this place. We honour you, Lord. It's not about us. It's about you. And so we look to you, Jesus, and we honour you in this place. And we thank you that as we go forth into our week, that we would honour you with everything that we do. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just lift it up. Lord God, we glorify you in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Can I encourage you in your devotion towards the Lord too, to set aside time, to just sit with Him in His presence, to have devotion towards the Lord because that is where your strength comes from. That is where your strength, and we need strength in this day and age. We need strength. We need the Lord to put courage in us and we need to stand on our strength that he has given us. Thank you Jesus. We honor you in this place in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been in an- We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c 3 telgraorgau We hope to see you at church soon.